episode of Ghost Up Podcast, and we are getting to know Ella just a little bit more. So Ella, just before we start, give us a little introduction about yourself. What do you do? Uh, what are your passions? And what did you study in college? Um, my name is actually Hua Yun. That's my real birth name, but I've been going by Ella for the past couple years, just professionally um, and like, and somewhat in my personal life, just because it's um, anyone out there who grew up with like a non-English name or like a or like a unique name, like will understand that it's tough, um, like growing up with you know um, a name that other people find hard to pronounce and whatnot, um, but. Um, so, but yeah, my name is Huayun, um, but it's totally fine to, to call me Ella. I go by Ella all the time. Um, I am 22 years old. I just turned 22 recently. Um, what was the other question? <laughs> what do you do? I forgot. What was the other? What do you do? Oh, what do I do? Um, oh, okay. So I um, graduated from Boston University back in May. Um, I got a degree in public relations and now I work a nine to five in digital marketing. Um, but on the side, I do music, I do art, I do all sorts of things. So I'm a, I, I dabble, you know. <laughs> she dabbles. Um, so you've recently made the decision to switch your brand from Ella to Huayun. Mm-hmm. What kind of inspired you to make that switch or to start making that switch? Yeah, so I started going by Ella my junior year of college. Um, I was working at a summer camp during the summer before my junior year um, of college. And so I like during the summer, like while I was at camp, like this was a place where like nobody knew who I was. And so I was like, let me just try it out. Let me see how it goes if people call me Ella instead of Huayun. And it just, as tough as it was for me to sort of like, like, you know, like leave behind my own name, you know, it did make my life so much easier going by Ella because again, like for those of you who don't know, like people like straight up disregard you or like ignore you. Like if they don't, if like your name isn't easy to pronounce, like I've had people straight up tell me to my face, like, oh, your name's too hard. I'm never going to remember that. Or like, I'm going to call you by something completely different because I don't want to learn how to pronounce your name, you know? And it, it it wears you down a lot. It becomes very demoralizing. Like I start, like I developed like an anxiety when I was meeting new people whenever I was introducing myself because people just like wouldn't learn how to pronounce my name or like didn't want to pronounce my name. And I started feeling a burden upon other people for having the name that I do, even though I love my name. I think Huayun is such a beautiful name to have. Um, It means to shine like a pearl in Korean, or like that's like sort of like the rough translation that my mom told me for it. Um, But yeah, so I've been going by Ella for like the past three years because of that. Um, But recently I've just come to, I've come to terms a lot with just how much I do in fact love my name I love how unique it is and um I and again I I don't mind people calling me Ella at all but like you know so much of this past year has been about me like rediscovering my passions and me recentering myself on what I love to do and who I 
like truly feel like I am. And so it did, it was like very significant and meaningful to me to start um, like, you know, building like an identity for myself again as Huayun and um, also specifically releasing music as Huayun because that is something, releasing music is something that I am, you know, venturing into starting this year. And um, if I am going to put my own name and face in like behind such a, like a project like this, like I really want it to be as authentically me as possible, which, you know, is why I like recently like rebranded, like, um, like, you know, my, like my Instagram and like things like that um, with my, with my real name. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very long and convoluted and complicated like journey and story as behind, you know, my name, um, which is so interesting because for some people like their name is their name. Like, and, and that's, that's that. But for me, it, it, there's a lot of layers behind it. So yeah. um, I just talked about my own name for the past like five minutes. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> No, and you know, like I remember you were when you were first trying to make that decision. You were like, "Hannah, I don't know. Do I go by Ella? Do I go by Huayun?" And I was like, yeah. "What will you be comfortable with? You know, what do you want to be known as?" And I mean, I'm excited to see where you're gonna go. And we're gonna talk about music a little bit later, but we do have a question, and it is, "What is the most wonky pronunciation someone has said your name?" I've gotten everything under the sun um, in my 22 years of life, but two that really have stuck with me is number one, my freshman year of college, my lab TF was handing out papers and um, he called me Weihan, Weihan, <laughs> not Huayun, Weihan. And I remember I went back to my dorm and I was talking, I went to my friends and I was like, you guys are never going to believe what my lab TF called me. He called me Weihan and we all thought it was hilarious. And so they all started calling me Weihan as a joke. And like, I, I was in on the joke, you know, yeah. they weren't like making fun of me or anything. Yeah. Like it was something that I thought was really funny. Um, and then that, that nickname just stuck for like the past four years. My friends have called me Weihan more than they've called me Huayun, which <laughs> I think is, and it's just turned into like a really like cute, like term of endearment for, yeah. and, and it's funny because like we would be around like in like a large group of people or something like that. Um, and they'd call me Weihan. And then people who don't know me, would be like, oh, I thought her name is Huayun. I guess it's Weihan. <laughs> like people would get confused and think that Weihan is actually my name. Um, and then junior year of college is like two years after people like were calling me Weihan. Someone called me Wayne, which was like a brand new one for me. It's the the way that people try to wrap their their yeah. brains around pronunciations of names that they don't know is really funny to me. Um, and so Wayne is also something that has stuck around a lot. So my friends, like my closest friends, call me Weihan and Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time you joined Zoom through your computer and it said Wayne and I was like Mel who's this Wayne no it was, like, it was on my iPad <laughs> and, and Hannah was like like should I let this Wayne in <laughs> I didn't I wasn't in on the joke but I am now so it's fine yeah <laughs> but and, yeah I mean and people who know me people who are friends with me like you want to call me Weihan or Wayne go go ahead you know just keep make sure it's not too out of pocket you know <laughs> yeah like like Hannah Caroline, blame you for that. I blame you for that, Carol. So funny. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Hannah and friends that you're close with, 
you know, let's segue to Duel in the Phantoms. And we're not going to talk about how you got into, we already know that story. Um, but what we don't know is if you could be best friends with one person from the cast, who would you pick? God, that's such a hard question to answer because like I, I admire the entire cast so much. I think that they're all such incredibly talented and like genuine kind people, uh, like from what I've seen, you know? Um, so truly it would be like an absolute honor just like get to sit down with any of them and like have a cup of coffee and just chat with them, get to know them, hear about their stories and stuff. But I do think that for me, Savannah and Owen are always two people that I gravitate towards just because of like our like like uh like shared passion in musical theater and like yeah. the background that we have in that. And so I would love to talk Broadway with the two of them but i also just think that like i um i don't mean to sound like a crazy fan or anything but i do genuinely think that like like we would mesh well you know <laughs> i don't mean to sound like psychotic anything but <laughs> i do think that um i do think um again it would just be like a really like like wonderful like it aspiration it's a it's a wonderful aspiration of mine to hopefully one day just get to have a chat with them you know like mm -hmm. hear about their lives bond over what we love yep yeah i know you really do love your musical theater it's uh i've come to realize I love your musical theater I'm um, a musical theater nerd <laughs> so if you could write willie and alex a song to sing okay let's just say you got the opportunity to write a song for willie and alex what would be the storyline of the song? What would what would you kind of want that song to embody and how would it move the story along? Oh my God. That's such a great question. I've never thought about this. Um, I come in, I like to break people. I... If you haven't realized. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to come in with the tough questions. Um, I think that's something that's really like there's something like very unspoken about Willie and Alex's relationship. I think mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a very like, um, it's a really like deep connection that um, is like very internalized for the both of them. And so like, that's probably like what a lot of like the song would convey, you know, like, um, and I also like, I think, them like expressing just how much the other has helped them you know um like Willie you know I mean I know that we don't really see much of Willie's character but Willie clearly seems like he's kind of stuck in his ways you know like he's like oh I'm just gonna skateboard for the rest of my life and that's it you know I don't really like don't know much beyond that but I think Alex kind of helped him see what more there could be even after death you know um and obviously we've seen like like how much um like Willie uh like has meant for Alex and so like focusing on on that beautiful beautiful storyline mm -hmm. um, would, would you think it'd be like a ballad or do you think it'll be like a I don't know just why a regular like, duet. The, first, the first thing that came to mind for me was something like that sounded a lot like rewrite the stars from the greatest showman like obviously okay. I would want it to be a lot like happier in terms of like the the theme and like the message behind it but in terms of sound I think something like that would be really cool okay. um yeah so your next challenge that I am providing you because I like to give you challenges is I would like you to write me a Willie and Alex song because oh, you're I should <laughs> I should I will do it yes. I'll do it one day for sure <laughs> absolutely <laughs> 
We can talk again. We are going to have a whole section about music, so I don't want to dive too much into music. But sticking on the Julie and the Phantoms, if you were to become a Phantom, what would your unfinished mm-hmm. business be? If you were like today become a Phantom, what would be your unfinished business? I think that similar. Well, I don't want to get too emo right now, but I think similar to, um, similar to Luke. I do have a lot of unfinished business in terms of my relationship with my parents. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too much in detail with it, but I unsaid Emily is a song that resonates with me a lot for a lot of reasons. Um, and so I do think that that would probably be a large part of my unfinished business. But I mean, I also like similar to like how the boys felt like playing at the Orpheum, like me, like I, I have only recently like discovered like, you know, my um, like sort of true passion for music. And so it would be a damn shame if I died before I ever got to perform live, you know? Um, so like that would probably definitely, if I have to do anything to like really wrap it up, it would be to like, you know, it would definitely involve a stage in some aspect, you know, whether it be me performing on it, me directing something, me just doing something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. you guys will see me front row at whatever it is that she does because number one fan right here. <laughs> don't cry don't cry don't cry all right so you know you you talked about music and everyone knows you because of music and and the music that you've either covered or written what kind of inspired you to write music relating to Julian the Phantoms what was it about the show that kind of got you to that's a really great question I think that um I've said this quite a few times, and I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but I had never written a song a day in my life before I watched Julian the Phantoms. I wrote my first song, I think a little over two months ago, um, and it was a song that people can find on my page, and it's <laughs> Hannah's favorite song of mine. She sings it She sings it back to me all the time, um, but it's a song from Luke's perspective, singing to Julie. Um, it's like a song um, that is um, in, an, in an alternate timeline, like, what julie what luke would have written for julie if the boys did indeed cross over um and i don't know like it was just like like the thing that i love so much about the show is that there's so many like there's so many like things to theorize about there's so much so much depth to these characters beyond just what was on the script and what we saw on screen you know um so like there's just so much left to explore that like that's really what inspired me to start writing music because I was like I want I want more content I want more songs Mm -hmm. I want um I want to be able to explore like these characters and these storylines more like like Crooked Teeth for example like there's a line in the show that says that Luke wrote that song about Reggie but Reggie thinks that Luke wrote it about Alex and like there's so many there's so much so many intricate things that could be explored like within Mm -hmm. that dynamic and so I wrote a song about it you know (laughs) um and so yeah and just in terms of the themes of the show as a whole you know about um rediscovering yourself through music about about pursuing your aspirations and dreams um that in and of itself really got me to you know attempt songwriting for the first time because I you know never in a million years like a year ago if you had asked me like that I would be releasing an EP of my original music or that I even wrote a song period I would be like absolutely not I have no idea how to do that and I mean Mm -hmm. I still don't really know what I'm doing (laughs) I have no idea what I what uh what I'm doing um but 
yeah, this show has definitely um, like just changed my life in so many ways that mm-hmm. I'm so so grateful to to have had it. Yeah, and if anyone doesn't know, a lot of these songs are on Ella's Instagram, I believe, so you can find them there. Um, Crooked Teeth is yeah. one of my favorites. Honestly, this EP that's coming out, y'all are not ready because the songs. Every single time, I was like, I have a song. I'm like, stop everything. <laughs> Play it right now. <laughs> yes, I mean, oh, to anyone watching who's like, what EP is she talking about? Um, I did recently announce that I am um, recording and releasing uh, a concept album inspired by Julie and the Phantoms. And it's going to feature five songs that are like related to the show. Um, and so keep your eyes out for that. <laughs> it's, trust me, you guys are not ready. It's, mm, I'm so excited. <laughs> So in terms of music, where did your passion for music come from? You know, you mentioned you have a musical theater background. Like, how did you get into music? Tell us the story of like how you got into, you know, the genre of music that you listen to and the genre of music you're connected to. I feel like a lot of musicians or singers or artists like have like a sort of origin story of like, or like an aha moment or like, oh, I was born out of the womb with a microphone in my hand or stuff like that. But like, I was not at all in any, any shape or form, you know, like it took me a really, really long time to really connect um, fully with like the music that I do now. Um, but um, growing up, I was just, I was really, um, I actually like and like um, a lot of, you know, musicians and artists, they talk about how they grew up in a very musical household where there was music playing all the time. And there was um, like, you know, like they like their parents, like, you know, made them listen to X, Y, Z artists. But again, that was not the case for me. Um, For me, what like what uh, what really got me into music, I think, is film and TV. Like that's usually how I found the music that I like to listen to, whether it be like, sorry, (laughs) whether it be. whether it be like uh, the soundtrack to a movie or like a musical with like songs in it, like that's usually how I discovered it and like mm-hmm. tying it back to musical theater or just musicals or movie musicals, et cetera. Um, like those are always the kind of like film and TV, like, you know, stuff, the content that I gravitated towards. And, you know, I moved around a lot growing up. And so um, film and TV and music were kind of the only friends that I had a lot of the mm-hmm. times. And so um, that's sort of how I um came to find my passion for them um but I didn't really get a lot of opportunities to explore that passion you know I got to do some music like um like learn some instruments growing up and I got to like do some musical theater like in high school but it's not really until college and then like the past like year post-grad that I've been able to like fully like dedicate my time and like resources and energy into you know um fully like exploring like my abilities within that like me like do I want to do it professionally do I like what do I, what do I want to do with it you know what can mm-hmm. what can I do with it mm-hmm. it's not until recently that I was able to like discover that so like I don't really have a very clear origin story or like point or anything like that that I mm-hmm. can pinpoint but um it definitely has been a constant in my life for like my entire life and you know will continue to be yeah yeah Oh, that's awesome. So you've mentioned you've played some instruments. We know you play the ukulele and we know you play the guitar. Is there any other instrument that you play? Or if there isn't, is there anything that you'd like to learn? 
I actually play the piano as well. Um, I played, I, I took lessons for like two, three years when I was um, like in middle school um, mm. and I played it like on and off since yeah. then. Um, I also played violin in my school's orchestra for like eight years and so that is also um, something I, I can do. I can do it. Haven't touched a violin in five years now which is kind of a shame because I did really love it yeah. um but I was never very good at the violin like I was pretty like okay at the piano never quite good at the violin uh, maybe it's because I never practiced <laughs> but um those are the other two instruments that um I, I dabble in um I don't have a piano in my house because I live in a tiny studio apartment but I, I want to invest in like a keyboard or something because yeah. I really want to get back into piano playing um like to help uh and like aid me in like my songwriting so hopefully that's something that happens but I don't really know if I'll be learning any new instruments anytime soon though I don't think <laughs> I have the capacity for that at the moment <laughs> you should okay. get a drum kit that's what you should do get a drum kit make all the noise in the world <laughs> Your neighbors will hate you. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> I'm coming for your career, sir. So in the in... um, come for his career. Take it, take it, take it, and run. It's fine. You're already Owen. In the mornings, <laughs> whenever we're like on the call in the mornings, I'm like I can't talk to Ella for a solid like 20 minutes until she wakes up. Like she's awake, but she's not awake. <laughs> She'll get mad. She'll yell at me, and I'm like I don't want to get yelled at today. um in in the sense of like the music that you listen to what is one artist that you can listen to on repeat and not get tired of taylor swift taylor swift point blank period i will listen to taylor swift anytime (laughs) any day um I also am a really big Ed Sheeran fan. Um, I know people people sleep on Ed Sheeran a lot. People like hate on him a lot, but um, he is Love one him. of the most ingenious musicians in our generation. So, mm-hmm. um, and like both Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran are also really big like songwriting inspirations for me yeah. in terms of like their okay. lyricism um, and their sound. So I am obsessed. I know that that's two very basic answers, but. It's fair. Like, You're a, yeah, no, that's that's totally like, fair. <laughs> and um, if you could, if you what what song would you give to hear again for the first time? Oh, I don't know. I'm actually I'm never the type of person who like I very rarely like fall in love with the song like instantly. Like I'm always a type of person who requires several listens of a song. When I first listened to Folklore by um Taylor Swift, like her album from last year, I did not like it at first listen. I will okay. be very honest. At first listen, I was like, this seems very like okay. And then I listened to it again like two, three times I listened to it and then I was like, okay, this is incredible. This is okay. fantastic. You know? Okay. So and like I've considered myself that way for a lot of different like songs and artists like even for the julian the phantom soundtrack um there are some songs on it obviously that i immediately fell in love with you know um but like there's other songs that took me many listens and then eventually i was like wait this is my new favorite song like so i got the music because that was it for me i i will not comment on i got the music (laughs) no comment no we're cutting that part out we're cutting that part out it's fine it's fine (laughs) Uh, poor Jada Marie. All she wanted to do was rap. Don't hate on Jada Marie. She did fantastic. I loved. I I love Jada's like Jada's part though. 
that's just fire it's very stick to the status quo like song like you can see kenny ortega in that song sure (laughs) sure yeah for sure (laughs) all right so let's let's switch to musicals this is gonna be a loaded question because she's not gonna be able to answer it but what is your favorite musical Okay, that is a very tough question. Um, I have like groups of like favorite musicals, like I like like a list of them. I don't know if I could ever truly pick just one. Like that's a very mm-hmm. hard thing to ask. But I'm just gonna start listing some. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm a huge Lin Manuel Miranda fan. Of course I am. Of course I love In the Heights. Of course I love Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Legally Blonde fan. One of the best musicals. My dream show. If I were someone were like pick a Broadway show to do right now, I would probably say Legally Blonde. Okay. Um, I'm also a really big Into the Woods fan. I got to direct that my senior year of college um love Sondheim love me some Sondheim um (laughs) let's see let's think let's think um as of recent um I really love Six the musical that was like on like that was like number one on my Spotify wrapped like a year like last year or the year before um yeah I'm a really big fan of like I'm more of a fan of like modern like contemporary musical theater than I am like golden age stuff but there are some golden age musicals that I also love I love like how to succeed in business without really trying that's like one of my favorite musicals mm-hmm. um let's think let's think I feel like I've listed a lot of, a lot of them I love have, Carrie have, the musical I also directed that um have you that's seen like, the okay, Lion that's not King? very well known or have you seen I the Lion King musical? I don't I will say I have not really listened to any of the Disney Broadway musicals okay. like Lion King, Aladdin, Frozen, like any of I like Little Mermaid, like Beauty and the Beast, which are obviously like hugely popular, like uh, and for a good reason. But I don't know why I would rather listen to their movie soundtracks than I would the Broadway yeah. musical. And um, I don't know. I don't really know why. Maybe if I actually I've also never seen them live, any of them before. Okay. So maybe if I saw them live, yeah. that would be different um so there's that but well when you when broadway shows come back i will take you and we will go watch the lion king musical it was phenomenal like i love the movies i'm a big lion king fan like uh, any day any day so i will take you we will go watch lion (laughs) king musical and you will fall in love with it because it's uh the soundtrack was the sound of musical musical was i was like eh, it was okay i saw a lot of musicals never listened to some music it, no, no, the original movie is good, but the musical they put on on, like, on stage wasn't my, maybe it was just because it's Toronto and Toronto is just doing its own thing. I don't know. <laughs> Come From Away is another good one too. But you need to watch, you need to watch Come From Away for you to actually enjoy the soundtrack. But okay, so from us hanging out, I've noticed that you love listening to, you know, soundtracks specifically of musicals while you're working. It kind of keeps you focused. What makes musical scores like so easy to listen to and easy for you to kind of just stay focused? I, um, that's a really, that's another very tough question. Um, I find the reason that um, I love musical theater so much is like the storytelling aspect of it. Like, I love that like 
I can essentially watch an entire movie in my head whenever I listen to a musical, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really know if that necessarily answers your question on whether or not that keeps me focused, but like that's just why I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and I do really love the fact that in a musical, like as a whole, like um, like the themes, like the like the um, the patterns and themes that you that like that you see throughout like uh, like the arc of a musical I find just so fascinating and so cool um and that's also definitely one of the another reason why I gravitate mm -hmm. towards it so much um yeah and I I guess I don't really know if I can put a finger on like why exactly yeah. it um I love it so much, but I think it just goes back to like the first answer that I just gave, which is that like, whenever I listen to any music, I like the kind of music where I can picture a scene in my head whenever I watch, whenever I mm -hmm. listen to the song. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of the reason why I love like, like artists like Taylor Swift, where like, I can like picture an entire like music video going on in my head whenever I would listen to mm -hmm. so many of her songs, you know? Um, and like that, and I've that's just because like, that's just kind of how my brain has always worked. You know, whenever I hear yeah. things, I have to be able to see things visually in yeah. order for me to interpret and like just contextualize and um, like really connect with it. And so that's probably why I love mm -hmm. musical theater. Yeah. And I mean, like, I and think, musical scores in general. Yeah. And I think like that's why Jewel and the Phantom sticks to so many people, especially the soundtrack, because like, I mean, Perfect Harmony comes on and you're immediately getting up to like, step <laughs> into... <laughs> or like stand tall oh, and I think great like yeah. all the songs you can think of the scene in your mind like, yeah there's a reason and... we all do the guitar solo whenever we listen to great <laughs> and I think it's because it's also Kenny Ortega just does such a brilliant job yeah. of bringing those stories to life and visualizing them and like Kenny Ortega is just the most brilliant storyteller um mm -hmm ever I, in my in my humble opinion you know the way that he's able to bring a musical um number to life is ridiculous yeah. everything from like the amount of detail that he puts in to like the musicality of it and the theatricality mm -hmm. of it is just so phenomenal and um it really brings you know your imagination to life and it really just like it makes you so invested in the storyline and in the music and that's why I've always been such a huge fan of his work and why um and I think that you know the like watching movies like High School Musical 2 and like Cheater Girls 2 and stuff like that when I was young um like those movies were like the reason why um I think I really fell in love with musicals and like mm -hmm. um musical theater to begin with because like yeah. people like Kenny did them so brilliantly you know yeah no for sure so if you could ask Kenny one question about his work what would be the one question you would ask him oh wow <laughs> I've you know, for a girl who thinks, who spends her free time daydreaming about working with Kenny Ortega, I sure don't, I sure have not come up with any questions <laughs> to like, ask him or talk to him about. Um, I, I guess I would just, I would love to know, like, what his personal process is. Because, I mean, I've done, like, some, like, directing, like, musical theater, yeah. like, in my in in the past and like I have my own personal way of approaching it personally like again because I'm such a visual person I usually start off with like written text and then start from there into like into um creating things um but I would just love to know like where he starts off you know like does he start off like 
with the music does he start off with like the script or mm -hmm. like both or like does he start off like with choreography like i would just love to yeah. know what um like what his approach is mm -hmm. um and just i just i would love to pick his brain about um like how he like his character development like um like approach as well yeah. because like every single character that he's ever like brought to life on stage or on on stage and yeah. um on screen is just so vibrant and so like authentic and i would love to know, know yeah. more about it yeah for sure kenny would be i think if we ever got the chance to talk to kenny you guys might need to call an ambulance for ella because she's <laughs> call 911 because i'd be dead i'd be dead um I'm, again i'm just pass out <laughs> Is what it I'm is. Such, such a no, such and a honestly, thing. he's 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 fan. Like I mean, we've said it multiple times. Like his work is goes beyond just the release and the initial watch. You know, like people form communities based off of the work that he produces. I mean, look at Join the Phantoms and the community that's created, and it's continuing to create, right? And high school musical like you know we've we've said it before like if you play one song from any of the high school musical movies everyone will get up and start to do dance because we just that's engraved in our mind even like you said cheetah girls and i immediately said sagrada familia because like i remember <laughs> when i was watching it, i was like you always had to say it in like this voice <laughs> la sagrada familia <laughs> you know like he's just he's fantastic oh, i love kenny so another musical that's kind of like been on your mind lately was is bridgerton and I remember we watched, we binged Bridgerton together. That was, that was a show that we started watching together and we finished together. What, what kind of got you into Bridgerton? I know there's a, there's a story aspect of it, but in terms of the music, what was it that got you kind of hooked onto it? Yes, um, for anyone who doesn't know, like these two um, incredibly genius female composers, Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear are um, composing Bridgerton the musical and it started out as like as like a viral TikTok um and now they're you know developing like an entire like um like full-on musical for it um which I think is just so incredible mm -hmm. um and I think really like what really drew me in again is because it's two female composers like I can count on like two hands or less I think how many like female composers have won a Tony, you know, for yeah. musical theater writing, you know, it's, it's ridiculous just how underrepresented females are like in um, the genre of musical theater. And so to see like two really fresh, like modern contemporary, like female voices, like make such mm -hmm. a splash is really incredibly motivating to me. And like, um, and it kind of came in a, like currently I like what lives sort of rent free in my brain, like all the time is, you know, me, um, like become like just developing my personal songwriting skills and seeing them do what they're doing is just it blows my mind and is so incredibly inspiring like they're so like I think Abigail is like 22 and Emily's like 19 or something they're like my mm -hmm. age or younger mm -hmm. and so seeing them do what they're doing is just so freaking phenomenal and beyond yeah. that the music is just so good and I just I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes and yeah. like and it'll just it'll 
it's just like I remember I saw like the first TikTok or like I saw like some TikToks of it and like mm-hmm. I immediately like went to my guitar and was like I want to write a song like it's not even like I mean I did write like one song that's like inspired by like what they were doing but like beyond that I was just like I just want to write I just want to create mm-hmm. you know like it's just like whenever you see something that you really really love or you see people do what you really really love and you're like I want to do that too it makes you want to like jump up and just just do it you know and yeah. so it's been really really amazing to see mm-hmm. that come to life like yeah my very own eyes yeah no that's true um and if you could write a score for the musical what would it be about i would just like to preface this question by saying that like i um i literally i pluck away on like my little ukulele and on my guitar like I have zero experience with like actually composing like a score or even like a full song like for my EP that I'm working on right now I have a wonderful wonderful friend from college his name is Aiden he's like an incredibly gifted talented musician and he has the ability to like actually fully produce and compose and arrange um like a song and so like I have a like I'm you know trying to learn like I've been doing a lot of like you know my own like studying on Mm -hmm. like and just growing and learning in terms of that but um I don't really have the capacity to like score something um or write like a full-blown musical anytime soon though that definitely is a really big aspiration of mine um but I just what even was the original question (laughs) if you could write a score for Bridgerton the musical or if you could write a song or anything for Bridgerton what would it be about I really would love to explore more of the sibling dynamics between um, the Bridgerton family. I think that that was one of like the, mo- the most entertaining parts for me is seeing like the sibling like like aspect of it. I like in particular like I really love Eloise and Benedict's relationship. I think yeah. that that's really like um, just really beautiful to watch on screen. Um, and also between Daphne and Eloise, obviously. And so, yeah, something along the lines of that would be really fun. A duet. I have yet to write a duet. I really want to write a duet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the Alex and Willie duet, and you've now oh, got yes. this duet. You, you're set. Yes. You're set. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I've got my list. <laughs> so we're going to switch a little bit into just your EP, and we've only got a few more questions left on on this. But you have been very vocal about like your anxiety and your mental health. Have you ever written a song like as a form of therapy or like self care? I actually have. Um, uh, like at the end of 2020, this was like a month ago, I wrote a song about 2020 and like yes. what a year it was because like I was like, oh my god, tomorrow is New Year's Eve or like a few in a few days it's New Year's Eve and like, mm-hmm. um, like. I have I just have no idea how to feel or process this at all and so I wrote a song and it like I I posted it on TikTok but I literally physically could not get through the song without crying without like breaking down in tears um and so like that was like really one of like a very therapeutic like experience for me being able to do that and it just reminded me just how like powerful and impactful music can be um not just me listening to other people's music but me being able to create it um myself and I definitely hope to do more of that because as of now a lot of the songs I've been writing you know have been for my EP which is about Julian the Phantoms and so Mm -hmm. um like as much as I try to bring aspects of myself into those songs those songs sort of have like a pre-existing universe that they live in and there's already kind of pre-existing like context and like um um just like 
the, the, the world that, that um, mm-hmm. has is already there. But I really hope that um, um, at the same time, I can keep writing songs that are more about my own personal life experiences, um, whether it be, you know, like, I would love to write songs that are like, you know, that advocate like for mental health awareness and things like that. Um, but also just my experiences, you know, living life and all that (laughs) stuff. So I got a lot of trauma to unpack again, not to get too deep. (laughs) Um, I'm a complicated woman. Uh, well, you did, you did write a song about like long distance, like friendships too, you know, like, so it's clear like music is yeah. not just something that you use to produce something yeah. but it's also something for you as well to just think yeah. through your thoughts and, and i mean just tying it back to like the first question that you asked me like i just wrote a song the other day about my name and like what it's felt like yeah have to like go by ella and like what it's like like switching back to like Huayun now mm-hmm. or like reclaiming Huayun. and so yeah like definitely um any time that I pick up a guitar, whether it's me playing my, trying to come up with my own songs, playing anyone else's songs, it's always very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So in terms of picking up your guitar, what's your process when you write a song? I mean, I know a little bit of it because I see it quite often. <laughs> and one of the first songs you wrote, you wrote the, the, the chords, you got the melody for it, like on a call that we were together. So, it's, yeah. so what's your what's your process? You know, think of one of the songs on your EP. Mm-hmm. What kind of was the process in just writing the song? Um, for me, a song always starts with um, an idea, like whether that be a theme, whether that be a specific line or or thought, you know. Um, so um, once I have like sort of in mind, like I want to write a song about X or I want to mm-hmm. write a song inspired by, um, for example, for my EP, a lot of the songs are inspired by a lot like line, like song titles that they give in the show so crooked teeth like i was like oh i have to write a song that's like called crooked teeth like what could that be about mm-hmm. so i start with that um and then i typically immediately jump right into um like a chord progression or a chord pattern like what are what could the instrumental sound like and so i pick i usually like pick like a very simple um like chord pattern for me to build off of because again i'm very very new to this like my songs are not very <laughs> at least the way that i write them again my friend aiden my producer he turns them into like you know full-on songs but for me i start with very basic chords on the guitar ukulele um and usually once i built out a, a chord pattern um i Build, I build a mel- melody on top of that or um and kind of simultaneously sometimes it's the lyrics and then the melody for the lyrics it's and then it just kind of like um like builds on top of that but I don't know I've also I've been trying to explore like new ways of of like kind of like method or process of doing it because I'm like oh what if I start with a melody um instead because sometimes it's hard to come up with a melody if you already have like a predetermined like chord progression that you're trying to like force on force it onto and so um again I'm so I'm so super new to this I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to like learn as much as I can by um something I've been doing a lot recently because I've been trying to write my own music is that I listen to even more music than I listened to before um and I also listen to a much wider genre of music yeah. than I did before because I just really want to learn as much as possible about how how do you put together a song you know what are the mm-hmm. elements of, of that make a good song so yeah um hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll it's a process that'll definitely change and grow a lot yeah, for um, sure and what would you say Ash comes in with the solid question here but what would you say is the most difficult part about like writing and recording 
for your EP? Um, yeah, that's a that's a great question. There's so many difficult aspects of it just because it's so brand new to me. Um, and like I've never done something like this before. Um, for uh, some more context, like I've been working with my friend Aiden who lives in Boston. He goes to Berkeley College of Music. Um, and usually I send him like a voice message or like a really shoddy recording of me um, that I took like, uh, like on my laptop. And I send that to him of like, just me on my ukulele or me on my guitar. And then I ask him like, hey, can you make this into a real song? And then he sends me back the instrumentals of what he's built. Like we like go back and forth a little bit on, um, on like notes and things like that. But the hardest part definitely for me has been recording the vocals because um, I'm a perfectionist in every sense of the word. And it becomes very debilitating at some points because like I I know in my head exactly what I want myself to sound like but I also don't have a lot of like vocal training or technique to be able to make myself sound the way that I want to sound and so it's just been like I I have two songs that are in the works like as like at this very moment and like I have been trying to record the vocals for those for the past like two three weeks and it's just every time I'm like oh like how do I get myself how do I get myself to sound the way that I want and like not just like me personally but also like I work with like very subpar like mediocre equipment and my very like like homemade um very uh DIY (laughs) studio in my closet so just a lot of combination of like of um it being very new to me and just it's just been a very mm-hmm. like steep learning curve but it's still so exciting nonetheless and again i could not be doing this without aiden so shout out to aiden aiden's never gonna watch this <laughs> fun fact aiden still has not watched julian the phantoms <laughs> well maybe maybe your songs will inspire him too i mean from the ones that you've shown like me and and the and the girls like i am obsessed like i mean I see Ella and I immediately start thinking of the songs that she's sent me and like I I keep singing the wrong lyrics in my favorite song which is really (laughs) funny to think about but it's like getting from from an outside perspective like getting to see how you record and how you come up with the, the concept of the song and the music and the lyrics like it's been very inspirational and motivational in the sense of like, you don't need a big fancy studio to do something that you love. Yeah. You just need to have the passion to do something that you love. Yeah. Um, and going off of that, what's your favorite song off your EP? <laughs> so I far, mine. I can tell you mine. I mean, you know mine. <laughs> well, we all, we all know what yours is. Um, I don't really know if I have a favorite yet because like, again, we've only like, we've only gotten like, like a demo put together for two of them so far Aiden is currently working on the third and the fourth which I haven't even finished writing all the lyrics for I just like sent him like the beginnings of it um but so far from what I've written out I really like my name is Luke I just really like the concept behind the song that I've Mm-hmm. that I came up with it I made it a song about unrequited love and by unrequited love I mean celebrity crushes which is you know be, given the context like of you're, like you're not wrong you know, you know my um um my feelings towards a certain cast members of the show <laughs> um 
but I just I really like the way that it sounded and it was like very different and unique to what I've been mm-hmm. doing before yeah. but I mean but also like Unfinished Business which is like the song that I talked about earlier which is like Luke's song to Julie that also has a very special place in my heart because it's the first song that I ever wrote um mm-hmm. I wrote it like Hannah said on a call with her um like while I was on mute and Hannah sings it back to, <laughs> sings it back to me all the time um but also but but crooked teeth is yeah probably gonna be my lead single like you could yeah. probably like Cro- so, crooked teeth uh, is for for context because I don't know if anyone's no well they might have heard some of it but crooked teeth is the song that you can blast in your car with your windows down on a nice summer day like like yeah. when I hear it and when I listen to it and think of the lyrics, I'm like, I can't wait for summer to hit. And Ella to send me the MP3 so I can just blast it in my car. Oh, well, hopefully you'll have. Hopefully you'll be able to have it on Spotify before this summer. Um, but uh, I like just to just to chat about Crooked Teeth for a second. Mm. Um, I told Aiden I was like. I know you've never seen the show, but I need you to listen to Now or Never because that's like very much what Sunset Curve is like. And I want yeah. this to be a very Sunset Curve song because in the um, in the show, they say that Crooked Teeth was a Sunset Curve song that they never got to record. Yeah. Um, and so like I told, and I was like, I want it to sound like very like pop rock and like, or punk rock. Um, and, I, and I was like, I wanted to sound like it could play in like the credits of a 90s coming of age movie and that's exactly what he did for me again I sent him I sent I I sent him me plucking or like strumming on my little ukulele and then he turned it into like a rock song which so it's like his power incredible but yeah and your power too I mean it's your lyrics and it's your your thought about like how you want the song to be because you know, you've asked for specific things and I've, I love being able to like have the inside scoop on how <laughs> your mind works. But like, you know, you've asked for specific things in your songs and seeing someone bring that to life just yeah. from an outside point of view, I'm like, that's so freaking cool. Like, oh my well, God. I think I know, cause I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's cause I, I asked Aiden, I was like, can you put in like a really sick guitar riff or solo in it? I was like, I want it to be something that Luke would like shred on in this song. And he was like, bet. And he did. And I played it for Hannah and it's, I'm obsessed with it. I listen yeah. to it sometimes just on a repeat because it's <laughs> like, I, I love it. I love Honestly, it. Um, and like you guys, I am going to keep saying this and like Ella knows I keep saying this all the time to her. Like this EP, even though it's just like a fun EP that someone decided to make because she was like, I'm in quarantine and I have nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> it's just, it's an EP, like just from the snippets of the songs that I've heard myself. And here's me hyping up and sipping over Ella for a hot minute. But you know, it's, it's, a, it's an EP that you can see in the show. Like, and I'm, I'm saying like, I'm not like I'm not just trying to butter you up for something like I'm like I can see Luke playing those solos or like even Reggie singing some of those songs because I can I can hear their voices which is super cool to think about like oh thank you you know and Unfinished Business is my favorite in general so I'm like (laughs) he can't wait for that song (laughs) thank you so much that means a lot to me and again like I never in a million years thought that I would be like recording an EP and like I don't really know if music um, being a singer songwriter is something that I actually want to do professionally it's something that's mm-hmm. definitely been at the forefront of my mind as of late because of just how much how much I have loved 
being able to go through this creative process but um like this ep also like ranges a lot of different genres you know because um i wanted to be very similar um as to um the soundtrack of the show itself where it's like a bunch of different genres you know you have like you have like power ballads like wake up and then you have like you know punk rock songs like now or never and pop Mm -hmm. songs and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so that's and so um it definitely ranges quite a lot which i feel like is very like reminiscent of how i am as a person because i've always been someone who who has like a very varying and like broad taste in music and um things genres and so yeah, I I'm sorry I've been babbling so long about myself and my EP, but I'm just really really it just it it warms my heart just how like receptive people have been to it or like the potential of it. Um I'm really hoping that this can be something that people like similar to how much to what the show itself has brought to people. I really hope mm-hmm. that this can be like a really lovely like icing on the cake for um the yeah. Phantom community. And and also I do hope that people like people who have never heard of Julian the Phantoms never listened to watch Julian the Phantoms a day in their life. I hope that these are songs that even they can, you yeah. know, rock out to and jam out to. Yeah. Well, and especially because like there's references to the show, but it's not necessarily like and Julie, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you don't mention <laughs> yeah. the names of the characters. So it yeah. could be, you know, just a general album that gets yeah. released. So um, is there anything that you wanted to add that we kind of didn't touch on? I know we touched on multiple aspects of who you are. And I gave you some hard questions, which I love because I love giving people hard questions. But... <laughs> she loves thumping us. <laughs> No, I mean, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who is watching and everyone who has supported either me or Girl Stuff Podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. this has been such a whirlwind experience, like, being able to, um, you know, explore my music and also, like, like, invest my, um, myself into this podcast that has meant so much to us. And so Mm -hmm. I really hope that you guys, um, are safe and healthy and are able to do, um sort of what we've been able to do which is you know take you know like make lemons uh, lemonade out of lemons um and um just create like really um exciting opportunities for Mm -hmm. yourselves so thank you everyone (laughs) um catch you on the flip side (laughs) i'm so awkward I'll just watch live footage of me being canceled <laughs> no i like you know just to wrap it up like i mean um ella thank you for just like opening up about a lot of different things i know you didn't expect to get too deep into a bunch of different topics about who you are but thank you for being so willing to do that um i appreciate you so much and i know the rest of the girls do and again like getting the chance to see you just from when we first started talking to where you are now and to you like grow not just musically but personally and has just been a blessing and um i'm just thankful for you and i'm thankful for everyone who watches stay tuned to see um what ella releases um we will definitely be posting it everywhere on all of our social media platforms but her platforms are going to be linked below so please take a listen go through her accounts, like fall in love with her voice as much as I'm in love with her voice and get her songs stuck in your head because they are super, super catchy. (laughs) Catch you next time. And that's Girl Stuff.